you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Jenna Malone talking to NBC4 Los Angeles two days ago. Some people passing by on Sunset got out of their cars to help. I pulled over and started chasing them. And why is that? Because that's absolutely not okay. Hell yeah. Jenna Malone hopping out of her car and just going after the dog. The funniest thing about this is somebody tweeted the video on just the video. A dude got his ass whooped for abusing a dog that allegedly disrespected him. Good. Carrie Whitmer at mm-hmm. Carrie's Not Scary retweeted and said, is that stepmom Pride and Prejudice, The Hunger Games, and Nocturnal Animal star Jenna Malone participating in a citizen's arrest? I like that one. I also like the other one that we saw that just said, is that Jenna Malone? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost funnier when it's just, is that Jenna Malone? And usually when the question is, is that Jenna Malone? The answer is almost always yes. Like, that's the thing. It's like, if you think it's Jenna Malone, it's Jenna Malone. That's like probably a steadfast rule. I'm going to comment on Carrie's four movie decisions. Stepmom, Pride and Prejudice, The Hunger Games, and Nocturnal Animal star Jenna Malone. I wouldn't have used those four. There would have been some overlap, but I would have I would have flipped some over. I would have definitely used Stepmom. I definitely would have used Hunger Games. And I think the rest I would have uh, perhaps picked other things. I would have used Stepmom, Contact, Donnie Darko, and Saved. Okay. What's the worst for... I would have used... Cold Mountain, Neon Demon. <laughs> Cold Mountain, Neon Demon. Inherent, Inherent Vice. <laughs> I think Nocturnal Animals actually also can can stay. I hate that movie. Yeah. I she was in it. Stepmom, Donnie Darko. I would have used Life as a House and <laughs> Cold Mountain. <laughs> Jenna Malone at her most irritatingly adolescent. Every parent's nightmare is Jenna Malone. <laughs> well, that's when she's best. That's like her finest work is being like a adolescent, you know? She's a nice kid in contact, but she's 
she is the answer to the question, why don't you have kids <laughs> in Stepmom and Life as a House and Donnie Darko? It's like, I want nothing to do with the possibility of having Jenna Malone as my child. But look at her now. She's jumping out of her car to save a dog on the yeah. streets of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. She obviously responded to these tweets in a very Jenna Malone way. She wrote, this was really scary. The description doesn't matter because it's just honestly like disturbing to read. But then she wrote thread like she was going to continue. But then she like didn't thread them like she just didn't know how to thread. I mean, you it's one thing to like not know how to thread. That's totally fine on Twitter. But like you can't say you're going to thread and then just like not know how to do it. Because how did Mm -hmm. you know what threading was in the first place? Somebody responded and wrote, look, Jenna, we love you. You're fantastic. But it's 2022 and you got to figure out how to make a tweet thread. It's very simple. I'm sure your assistant can show you, which is like very rude. And then she wrote, I know I never use Twitter. My little sister already gave me shit about it. I don't have an assistant. I'm a single mother. Do you believe that Jenna Malone doesn't really have an assistant? I kind of do buy that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Right. I do. I did not know this because... I, I'm not going to lie and say this person has ever shown up on my feed, but Jenna Malone's sibling is like a famous TikTok personality. Well, for a while, this person was showing up in my TikTok feed and I kept being, and it, the the funniest thing is that every comment on this person's feed is, is that Jenna Malone? Because it's the same, literally, it's the same thing as this tweet where it's just like Jenna Malone will show up and like, people are like, is that Jenna Malone? And they get shit for claiming that they're, sister is Jenna Malone and then they clown people who say your sister couldn't possibly be Jenna Malone this is a clout grab it's like a vicious <laughs> cycle the funniest clout grab it's a vicious cycle of is that Jenna Malone then you're using Jenna Malone your sibling for clout then that's not your sibling like it's the it's like over and over and over again like you could do this it's a cycle again y'all want it again all right this time I'm gonna be mad all of this is public information her Instagram, my Instagram, her TikTok, my TikTok. All I'm saying is, it's fat phobia. If I was skinny, y'all wouldn't be saying this. My name is Mads. I'm trans, and Jenna is spelled with one N. The next person who comes in and tells me I'm not related to her. My name is Mads. I'm trans, and Jenna's spelled with one N. I'll never forget that. Well, it's weird because it's like <laughs> they're clapping back at uh, people who are like, Jenna Malone's not your sister. You don't look alike. It's like... Sometimes that's not how genes work. Also, they do look alike. They which... do look alike. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's very, uh, it's, again, a vicious cycle. Like, the only TikToks I see from this person are them talking about their sibling, Jenna Malone, you know? <laughs> and it's like, please stop asking if my sister is Jenna Malone right. with one end. Right. Like, I'm. it's almost like you need to move on with your life. But I know that's like, the, you know, that's the most interesting thing. That's what gets fed into my algorithm personally, so... And it is fat phobia. I mean, yeah, because they're like, you don't look alike because you're fat and she's skinny. And it's like, that's not how looking alike works, babe. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. It's finally happening. You have a reason to talk about the movie Saved. Jenna Malone helped chase down a man who was apparently abusing a dog, sad, um, on the street. And she's in like this video. I'm sure you've seen it. She's an icon. She's a legend. You need to talk about Saved now. There's no reason not to. Produced by Michael Stipe. Starring Jenna Malone. We, I, 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 I can't, I won't go through everyone who's in this movie because I've done that on at least four other calls. And I can I never remember the name of that girl who is in This Is Us, but she's also in it. 
Higley. Okay. Please talk about Jenna Malone and Saved. And this dog. Bye. It's wild to me that in a movie starring Jenna Malone, Macaulay Culkin, Patrick Fugit, Eva Amuri, Heather Matarazzo, Chad Faust, Elizabeth Ty, Mary Louise Parker, and Martin Donovan, the name you can't remember is Mandy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Who is ostensibly billed as the star of this movie. Oh, I mean, she's the she's star of the front movie. center yeah. build, right? Like mm-hmm. in all the promos, I mean, I guess the s- she's the main girl. She's the main cast member in all the promotional materials. But the, I haven't seen this movie since literally the day it came out, the weekend it came out in theaters. I remember the actual main character of the movie being Jenna Malone, though, right? I think uh, for, for marketing reasons, they switched it out when Mandy Moore's career got kind of big alongside this movie because mm-hmm. this was what 2004 or something what's crazy is remember when i saw this movie i remember even when it came out it was almost made to be cult like usually mm-hmm. movies that are cult classics their their intention isn't to be cult classic you but mm-hmm. this one you could feel how they were saying this one's gonna be big in 25 years <laughs> there's something about movies that were released when specifically we were in high school sp- because of the rise of dvd that had happened a few years prior mm. but there is something about movies like this where it was just like these movies are going to be huge on dvd for the kids right. <laughs> the kids are going to flock to the dvds right saved really a cast for the ages because truly would you would you have looked at this cast back in the day and said in 2022 Mandy Moore will be the most relevant actress of, of this list of people I think even I'm trying to put myself in my shoes in 2004 which are shoes I try not remembering myself in well I kind of think that like even then I thought Mandy Moore's on the outs. You know, like, we're not really that into Mandy That's Moore. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I think that I genuinely believe that Mandy Moore was was here and gone pretty quickly. If, if you had showed me this lineup and said, who will be the, the biggest person in this lineup, I would have said Patrick Fugit. Jenna Long. No, I would have oh, said Patrick. Really? Oh, well, you've always loved Patrick Fugit. But also, I felt like because of Almost Famous, like, they were, they were like, mm-hmm. they were positioning him to be, like, a huge actor. Like, a huge star, essentially. They were also positioning... Gotta say it, Eva Amuri to be something. <laughs> I don't know that I would have said Eva Amuri's got it, but she's pretty funny in this movie, if I remember it correctly. Right, because you look at this list and you're like, okay, Macaulay Culkin essentially is like on um, stunt cast, obscure kind of nostalgic play. Eva Amuri writes a lifestyle blog. Uh, Jenna Malone is saving dogs on the street. Patrick Fugit, <laughs> I don't even know what he's doing. And Mandy Moore is on a huge TV show. You'd have to be Tyler Henry to guess that. Oh, he doesn't guess the future. He only talks to dead people. No. Is Patrick Fugit doing anything lately? He's I, in. He's he's in stuff. It's kind of rude for me to be like, I don't know. He's in stuff, but it's not. You he's know. Owen in The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, my God. I had no idea he was the voice of Owen in The Last of Us Part 2. Okay, he's How doing video game voices. He's doing video game voices. And the show Love and Death with um, Elizabeth Olsen. Is that coming up? It's in post-production, and it says two church-going couples enjoying small-town family life in Texas <laughs> until somebody picks up an axe. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Starring Elizabeth Olsen and Patrick Fugit as, oh, it seems, a married couple. It's a true crime. It's a tr- I think it's a true crime thing. You you must be right because Elizabeth Olsen has what can only be described as a true crime wig. Yeah, it's you can tell when the, when the when the when they give the actress that, like, honestly, Napoleon Dynamite wig, then you can tell... <laughs> this is based on a podcast. Who had a really bad true crime rig recently? What? Who had who had the really bad true crime wig recently? Um oh Jessica Beale. Oh, 
isn't she What's in the that? movie that she's in? Candy? Candy? Oh, God. And she has a, a true crime wig. But is that based on a podcast? Yes. Candy? It's based on like TV a... TV tw- miniseries. It's based on like an episode of 2020. I'm telling you, we're literally just recycling. Tan- Candy Montgomery is a 1980s housewife and mother who did everything right. <laughs> right. Except blah, for blah, Killer blah, Friend. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Seriously, except for like the Killer Friend. This. Yeah, I know. It's, it's Wait. This is the same... This is the same story. Are you kidding? Oh my God. Elizabeth Olsen and Jessica Biel are both playing an axe murdering Christian in different projects. I had a feeling. Wait, they're both series. It's funny that you brought up Bad Wig. You were like, both are of you these, kidding Both me? of these women are playing an axe murderer named Candy and they're both given the worst wig to work with. <laughs> Yeah, it's the. How are there two? It's the, how are there two mini series about this It's the Cara Delevingne L Fanning problem with the girl from Plainview and the um, Tiger King issue where everyone was playing Tiger King at the same time. They're making all the Tiger King shows. I'm sorry, we have to compare the casts in this because we have Jessica Biel and Elizabeth Olsen as Candy Montgomery, who's the axe murderer. Then we have someone named Betty Gore, who I guess is a real life person. In the Elizabeth Olsen one, she's played by Lily Rabe. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. In the Jessica Biel one, she's played by Melanie Linsky. Of course. Okay. Sure. In the Elizabeth Olsen one, Alan Gore is played by Jesse Plemons. No. And in the Jessica Biel one, he is played by Pablo Schreiber, Leave Schreiber's brother. He's cheating on his wife with Candy. The wife is Melanie Linsky's character. Can I, I feel like I want to jumble up these casts. I want Elizabeth Olsen and Melanie Linsky in the same movie. I'll take Jesse Plemons. Uh, and and do you know who the two, Patrick Fugit is playing Candy's husband, Pat Montgomery. Do you know who's playing Pat Montgomery in the Jessica Biel one? Who? Tim Simons, the tall lanky guy from Veep. Oh, okay. That's good. And, who would you take, Tim or Patrick? Oh, Patrick. Yeah. Although, I don't know. That's a pretty fair fight. I think Elizabeth Olsen and Jessica Biel, though, you leave Jessica Biel's knocked out cold in the corner of the ring. Like, she's out in two seconds. Well, also, I have to say, both of these women playing, trying to attempt to play, like, a frumpy housewife is not going to pass. Like, (laughs) both of them. Like, Jessica Biel especially. Her, like, tiny little nose? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. In 1980, Candy Montgomery killed her friend Betty Gore with an axe. In the victim's suburban Wiley home, their families were close. The two 30-year-olds sang in the church choir together, and the trial in McKinney was a sensation. In the end, Montgomery was acquitted. And now two streaming series are in the works about what happened here. We spent 25 minutes on Jenna Malone, so let's <laughs> let's play more calls because you're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Here's the first comment. Hi, Who Weekly. I was just listening to your episode about SZA and how can she be in crutches when she just fell off her bed. And I'm here to say that when I was in seventh grade, much younger than her, I fractured my ankle uh, jumping off a 10-inch ledge. So here to tell you that it can be done and wishing her a speedy recovery as she enjoys her Grammy. Uh, Grateful for Sharna. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Bobby. I just had to stop and pause the pod about um, SZA, who I've been listening to for a long time. I feel like I am an early stan. Um, 
My sister literally broke her fifth metatarsal, which is like one of the worst bones breaking your foot, um, in a pair of sandals that are high-inch sandals, like reef sandals or like platform sandals, stepping out of her um, SUV. So we both retired those sandals. Um, so Godspeed, SZA, Hadid. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Hey, so um, I was calling in because y'all were talking about SZA falling out of bed and breaking her foot. And I just want you to know that that's what happened to me when I broke my foot. I literally, like, was sitting on the bed and my foot fell asleep. And then I got out of bed and my foot just, like, just flopped on there. And it was like, flap, crack, done. So, don't condone the heels, but it could happen to young people. I was like 25, probably younger. Going crunch, crunch. What these callers are saying is that it's really easy to break your ankle or your foot or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have done so in way the way that SZA has done so too, which is falling off a bed, stepping up a curb, every crazy way. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, as we're all preparing for the Brooklyn Beckham Nicola Peltz wedding, I just wanted to like share a little bit of information with you guys. You guys were clowning on uh, the Beckhams for you know having to go to Florida for this wedding, and honestly, it is a funny image. But uh, they like have a house in Florida as well. Like the Peltz are not the only Floridians in this equation. Um, David Beckham owns a soccer team in Miami. And uh, they own property there. So, yeah, the Beckhams, I mean, maybe they don't love Florida, but, like, they live there sometimes. Uh, Lizzie Podcaster. <laughs> I don't... He owns a soccer team in Florida and they're bad, apparently, I'm seeing. I'm reading that they're bad. I guess he owns a soccer team in Miami, which would make sense. For... So they're in Florida often. Victoria Beckham in Florida, I don't see it. I really don't see it. I don't see no. it. I just feel like everything that is fun about florida which is like sun sun exposure right being out in public with people like big jam-packed beaches with a lot of people really good food like good cuban food are all things that specifically victoria beckham rejects Hmm. i like that we're still defending our nonsense opinion about victoria beckham despite being literally disproved by the fact that they own a soccer team in florida and go there a lot to see the team play so we should move on Hey, Lindsay Robbie. Um, I would love if you could talk about Janelle James. She is playing the principal, Principal Coleman, in Abbott Elementary, which I think is just the perfect show. And her timing is amazing. And she's filling the trope of the lovable but incompetent boss. And I am just obsessed with her. So um would love to hear your thoughts on her. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Janelle James, I guess, if you're not counting Quinta, the breakout star of Abbott Elementary, right? Like, the fan favorite, the crowd favorite? I mean, she's the one I'm hearing about. Right, because Quinta's been around. Quinta is the creator, the star, the figurehead of this show. But if you're not counting the star, it's Janelle James. This is her biggest thing ever. She's Principal Ava, definitely the funniest part of that show. I don't even think there is a counter argument. It's hard because while I think that Quinta is obviously 
the one we're all rooting for. She's positioned in the show as the straight person. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's hard for her to comedically break out in the way that Janelle is, right? I mean, it's just a matter right. of she's the drawn Krasinski. She's the, you know, she's just looking at the camera like, Ugh. and that's... <laughs> Which should be tired at this point, and it's not. Somehow she makes it not tired. But that's what I first thought watching that show. I'm like, oh my God, we're not back here again. Like, this can't be happening again. But then it obviously <laughs> works well. But immediately, it but that well. it's such a triggering technique in a way. If yeah. you're a, if you're exactly our age, because the office did it for forty five seasons, like unearned, you know, t- mm-hmm. at the end. But the show has proved itself to be funnier than that technique. Like it doesn't yeah. even need that technique. It's just part of it. Yeah, Janelle is to me turning into. I won't put her up on a pedestal this high yet, but Janelle is to me turning into having a sort of Patty Harrison effect where all Patty Harrison has to do is appear in a frame and I'll like spit out my drink. Like I can't, right? I can't like think about Patty Harrison without laughing. And it's getting to that point with Janelle James where like Janelle James being established as like the punchline of every scene that she appears in in Abbott Elementary is like working to the point where when Janelle James enters the teacher's lounge, I will start laughing because it's like, what are we going to have next? Oh, yeah, I can help you make your video. Really? Yes, this is what I do. Well, you're also a principal, so. Yeah, but this is my art. I write, I edit, I direct, I do the music, I lip sync. Because of me, when people say that their favorite director is that Ava lady, somebody else got to be like, which one? (laughs) But she definitely is the Rain Wilson of this show in terms of, remember how big Rain Wilson was when when the office was at its peak? He was doing all the jokes. He was getting all the laughs. You know, he was the kooky person that everybody played off of. And then it becomes this thing where it's like, how can we make Rain Wilson a movie star outside of the office? And it straight up didn't work. I know. They put him in that movie, The Rocker. They were trying to make Rain Wilson like the comedic lead in all these movies. And it just like didn't translate. Right. They've yet to do that with anyone in Abbott Elementary yet. Give them time. Janelle James is a comedian. Janelle James has a special on Netflix. Janelle James, if you follow comedy, you know who Janelle James is. I'm not a huge comedy person. I've since Abbott Elementary premiered, I watched her special on Netflix. Thankfully, it's funny. You know, like when you're like, God, I hope this person is really funny outside of this thing. She is very funny. This is certainly the biggest breakout that she's had. Definitely. The most inf- the most like biographical information I found was like five years ago, she did an episode of Another Round and she talked about like her past and it's very like, she hasn't been doing comedy forever. Like her adult career was, you know, she got married. She had a kid. She moved to the Midwest because her husband wanted to get a PhD in something. And she was like, fine, I'll move to the Midwest with you. She lived in New York. Um, I believe she's from the Virgin Islands originally. And then she's like, fine, I'll move to the Midwest. That's fine. Hates it. Moves back to New York. Does all these other odd jobs first. Like does all sorts of other things before she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be a comedian. And then like, it seems like she goes from, I want to be a comedian in around 2015 to I'm a pretty successful comedian after that. But because she's new, I was sort of like, eh, what is there to say about this comedian who has sort of a trajectory that we're it's used kind of to? Boring. Maybe she's been on maybe she's been on the Daily Mail before. Why would you think she would be on the Daily Mail? Like, why would that even be a thing that you thought? When it, when it's coming up pretty dry about people, and I'm like, uh, please. So I was like, okay, well, let me search on Daily Mail, and she's ever been on the Daily Mail, and she has. In 2019, she was a major part of a story that was mostly about Nene Leaks, and it's this headline: exclusive. It's no joke. Stumbling, disoriented, and off her game, Nene Leakes shocks fans as she appeared, quote, embarrassingly drunk while hosting her Ladies' Night Out comedy tour. So this story 
chronicles a Maryland show of a traveling comedy tour, Ladies Night Out, and one of the comedians in this comedy tour was Janelle James. Oh, and funny. the reason she is mentioned here is because when Nene Leakes, who was allegedly drunk at this thing, she released a statement later saying like, I only had two drinks. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I wasn't drunk. She went up to introduce everyone and said, give it up for Jess James. And then, then Janelle James came on and had to correct them and said, thank you all for the applause because you don't know me. And apparently neither does Nene Leakes because my name is Janelle James, not Jess James. <laughs> well, apparently there was another comedian that had been on the tour named Jess. So Nene Leakes just mixed up their names. To be fair, I'm shocked they even let her out on stage. I guess this got like a lot of headlines and Neely had to release a statement and part of the statement reads this is from her publicist not Nini so that's why it's third person Nini did misidentify Janelle James and she confirms this was an honest mistake this was only the second time they had worked together and she accidentally called her Jess instead of Janelle when Janelle took the stage she made a joke to the audience along the lines of how y'all don't know me Nini doesn't even know me which was met with applause and laughter from the audience there was no negative feelings between Janelle and Nini and it was clear this was an honest mistake next call I just remember the first laugh and then like really well for an open mic, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just feeling like, oh, this is what I do now. Like I told myself that, like, I guess I'm a comedian now. And I so just. So like the first time you did it, there was a, immediately yeah, a moment. I was like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. I don't think I felt that way about anything. I hadn't either. <laughs> I hadn't either. So. That's so beautiful. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to say Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay, the Helix rude. so much. 
That's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Okay, um, Tracy Toms in Rent and other stuff. Um, love her, but obviously a who. Um, just found out that she's married to Cedric Yarb. Bro, another total who, but it's like when you see him, you're like, oh my god, yeah, he's so funny. Like, I definitely like seeing him around. Um, anyway, this just made me really excited about like a little black power who couple, and um, I'm obsessed with them. They're my role models. They're everything. Please discuss. Here's the thing, caller. They're not married, <laughs> so they're actually not a power couple at all. Wait, 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 wait. I was away from the mic for a sec. Wait, wait, wait. What? They're not married. They're not married. They're not married. How did she get confused? Are they even dating? As far as I know, they are not dating. And what? They're it's... not even together? Look, here's the thing. Her Wikipedia, Tracy Toms, who is a, I guess, best known for what? Rent? Best known for being the uh, Anne Hathaway's best friend in Devil Wears Prada? Probably oh, well, those two She's the one things. with the bag. She's the one with the bag. She gets the bag. She gets and she's the like, bag. ooh, give me, give me, give me, give me the blue bag, yeah. the hideous bag, the ugliest bag that's ever existed that she can't me, wait to get from Anne Hathaway. Do you want it? Give me. You want? Oh, give me, give me, give me. I think she likes it. Oh my God. This is new Marc Jacobs. This is sold out everywhere. Where did you get this? Miranda didn't want it, so. Oh, no, 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 no. This bag is $1,900. I cannot take this from you. Right. No, she's famous, famous for Rent. She's Joanne in Rent. In the movie, and she originated the role. She was in Rent in 2008 before the movie. So there's a difference. I'm not saying, okay, there's a difference between originating the role and being and having done it on Broadway. She did it on yes. Broadway, and then she was in the movie, but she did not originate the role. Okay, sorry. Apologies. The originator of the role was, at least on the original Broadway cast, not counting the workshop, was Freddie Walker. Got it. Apologies. Um, my theater heads. My fellow theater heads, I know. The theater heads. So on Tracy's Wikipedia, it says her spouse is Cedric Yarborough, okay? Cedric Yarborough is probably best known for being on Reno 911, I would say, to me at least. Sure. An, a comedian, an actor who was on Reno 911. He had a voice on The Boondocks. He's like in a million movies. He's in The Goldbergs now. He's, you know, TV guy, TV king. Okay. They're not married, <laughs> despite what the Wikipedia says. And I think Wait, that... So Okay, Wait, the Wikipedia's so, you're saying the Wikipedia's wrong? The Wikipedia might be wrong. Okay, this is a mystery. On Cedric's Instagram. Okay. 2017, November 5th, 2017, there's a photo of Tracy Toms on a wedding dress and Cedric Yarbrough in a tux and they're holding each other and smiling and it says, "We done did it." This is Cedric's post. At Tracy Toms finally said yes. I am now Mr. Cedric Toms, okay? If you stop reading there, you'd be like, 
Oh, cute couple. They got married. Then you start realizing, hashtag say goodnight and go. Hashtag women in film. Hashtag Tracy Toms. Hashtag Cedric Yarbrough. Hashtag we ain't getting younger. We might as well do it. Hashtag it's a trailer. Hashtag the last hashtag. I'm not married. <laughs> okay. What? A, a, a few weeks later. Yeah. A few weeks later, it is Cedric Yarborough's birthday. And Tracy Toms posts the same photo on her Instagram feed and says, while we're at it, it's also the best fake husband ever. The always hilarious at Cedric Yarborough's birthday. You said you wanted to be in a tux all day today. So here's my repost slash tuxedo offering from our hashtag say goodnight and go shoot. Happy birthday, Cedric. Keep it funky. Okay, wait, listen, let's listen. So say goodnight and go is probably most well known for being a fucking Ariana Grande song, but that's not what they're talking about. They're talking or an about Heap song. Mm, a mm, movie. Mm, okay, yes, mm, I know, I know, I know. Mm. Okay, yeah, sure. But <laughs> let's let's be real. Ariana's version, she uh she outshone. Okay, no, that's like offense. That's like offensive. There was a trailer for a movie called Say Goodnight and Go. Mm-hmm. It used to be say goodnight and go dot com. Now it's gone. Timmy found it. Timmy downloaded it. Let's listen to it. Where do we go from here? How do we carry on? I can't get beyond the question. And that is Imogen Heat, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is not really a trailer. It's more of like a, a vibe check. It's not on IMDb. When she tweeted this, she said, I've got a treat for you, tweeps. Since it's the new moon and all, we're, that's very Jenna Malone Twitter behavior tweets. Since it's the new moon and all, we're making our proof of concept, Say Goodnight and Go, starring me uh, and the Danny P.O., written and directed by at VeryKJB, available to watch for the weekend. Want to see it? Click the link. But it doesn't appear to have ever gotten an official release. And also, she never actually married Cedric Yarbrough unless they got secretly married between these Instagrams and now. No, I think you uh, I think you cracked the case. I don't think they're married. But I think Wikipedia needs to be changed. My favorite thing was famous people who I don't really recognize but have blue check marks and got engagement from Tracy on their Instagrams. Someone goes, at Tracy Toms, I thought this was real. I'm like, she stole my man. If it was, that fight would have been worth it. Who doesn't want to marry Cedric? And then someone named Mason, Mason Cook. Why do I know who that is? Mason Cook writes, OMG, congratulations, dude. I didn't even know you were engaged. Also, why wasn't I invited? And then someone else said, I'm so happy for you both. And he goes, I'm not married. It was for a project. <laughs> but it's on her Wikipedia. Not that Wikipedia I think it's on the is... Wikipedia because of this Instagram. We need to get this off of Wikipedia. And I feel bad because this caller was like, I'm so excited. What a treat. Like, what a thing I found. And it's what like, a power not couple. true. It's like, I hate to disappoint you, but Tracy Thompson and Cedric Gilbert are not married. Timmy They're said, just not married. Timmy said, her bio said gay rights. Her bio is, I'm just a girl in the world who tends to act and sing for people or for myself. Sometimes I do both at the same time. Dot, dot, dot. Proud ally of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> we love having you, Tracy. Thanks for being an ally. I opened up an old Tracy Toms tweet from 2014 where she mentioned Cedric Yarbrough because I guess they've been friends and they've worked together in the past. And a more tweet underneath is from 14 hours ago. And it's Rain Wilson. Oh, he's back. And he's in a dentist's office with a mask on and it's a selfie of him in a dentist's office and there is a parent and a child behind him. The parent has a Dunder Mifflin shirt on and the child is like looking at a magazine and Rain writes, at dentist's office, put on a mask because the woman next to me has a Dunder Mifflin shirt on. Hashtag awkward. Hashtag incognito. Would you recognize Rain Wilson with a mask on? With the ma- with a mask on? No. Wow. Okay. Not at all. I think I would Not and I'd all. be embarrassed about it. You know how to celebrity spotting? I told you about it. Hope Davis. Who are them? Really quick. 
Who? Saw her on the street sure. holding a sandwich. Who? Yeah, who? that's right. I had to that's look right. her up. When you texted me that, I literally was like, yay, and then I looked her up. <laughs> no, you responded so excitedly. You didn't even know what she was. Well, you know, I yeah, she's supported you. I assumed I, if it wasn't someone we knew, it was got to be celebrity. <laughs> Saw Hope okay. Davis on the street. <laughs> I did. It was. It felt like a blessing. I know. Next call. Also, so David Cross a couple days ago as well. Oh, my God. You complain about never seeing celebrities. Josh had a full-on conversation with Spike Lee on a train and had no idea it was Spike Lee, but I can get into that on the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Had no idea he was talking to Spike Lee. Classic Josh. Classic Josh. One of the most recognizable men who lives in Brooklyn. In the world. Sure. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Sorry. He probably heard me say that, and he's like, don't tell that story, please. (laughs) Too too bad. It's coming. Hi, Who Weekly. Normani has teamed up with Frito-Lay to reimagine Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And instead of singing Cracker Jacks, she will be singing Buy Me Some Cracker Jills. Cracker Jacks apparently are gendered. Uh, Didn't know that before. Um, Can Normani take Cracker Jill from a na to a who? Truly crunch, crunch. So we've been begging Normani to release new music for months and months, arguably years at this point. <laughs> years. And we said, Normani, please drop a new track. We'll take anything, Normani. Give us a morsel. And this is what we got. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker chill. No one can stop you if you have the will. Okay, to be fair, the number one community that you could probably convince that that's the way that Take Me Out to the Ball Game goes is the gay community. <laughs> They're not going to baseball games. I love baseball games. I love baseball games, but I'd love them more if they sounded like this. <laughs> no, I'm being rude. It's just so funny to me that, like, out of all. All of the things that this woman could do. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm going to be singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game in not even a jazzy way, not even a remix, not even a sped up shout out Demi Lovato remix. I will say, I like that this is, that you, Normani is giving us just like. a classic thing. I like that it's vocal forward, you know? We just like hear Normani sing the classics. And unfortunately, that classic is Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I just can't believe. And not only is it Take Me Out to the Ball Game, it's take me out to the ball game featuring feminism, aka we're gonna take it, we're gonna change it to Cracker Jills. I didn't know that Cracker Jacks was gendered either, and honestly, I don't think I anyone did until they told us by saying, "Oh, now we have Cracker Jill," and I'm like, "Oh, Jack was a guy." We have found out that no Cracker Jack is gendered, and in order to show support for the charity. What is the charity Women's Sports Foundation? They release Cracker Jill. It is a stunt. It's like we're doing this because like money goes towards Women's Sports Foundation. Sure, sure. I understand why Normani got the call here and was like, well, first of all, we're, we're going to pay you a lot of money. But second of all, like, how can you really argue with this? Like, sure, this is a nice little thing. I mean, I can be mad that we are begging for Normani to release music and instead she's singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Like, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And also, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jill. Something, something. What was it? Buy me some peanuts and cracker chill. No one can stop you if you have the will. No one can stop you if you have the will. That's not great. It's the original. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never come back. From the game? The uh, ball game. Yeah. Hmm. 
Hold on, I'm Googling Take Me Out to the Ball Game lyrics. You and I not knowing the lyrics to Take Me Out to the Ball Game is uh, is exactly what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> Buy me it's some in- peanuts. Hold on. I don't care if I ever get back. Yeah. Let okay. me root toot toot for the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, what, go, what comes after in Normani's version? Is she just go back to the normal, the Let's regular... Let's see. Let's see. Root for the home I team hear if they don't root, win, root, it's a shame. Root. I want to hear her say root, root, root. Yeah, me too. So let's root, root, root for a girl's dream. Our face to the game. Let's root, root, root for a girl's dream. We're adding our face to the game. And we'll run, throw with never doubt. It's a new Play ball. That was great. It has a prize inside. I don't know what the prize is going to be. The prize is parody, okay? The prize is literally like. Prize is gender Hey, that's the fucking prize, bitch. What if the prize was like nail polish? Like, not to be rude, but like that was, they were like, for girls only. A league of her own wishes they could compete with Normani singing the new lyrics to Cracker Jill. Marla could give her a run for her money, though. Marla Hooch. Has any song been less of an instant classic? You know, like, no offense. I get what they're doing, but like, has. has, has It's true. Cracker Jill doesn't have the staying power. I mean, the original Take Me Out to Ball game is a classic for a reason. You got to root, root, root for the home team. When I go to Yankees games this summer and Mets games You're this summer, this? I'm going to sing these lyrics instead. <laughs> You're going to sing root, root, root for a girl's dream? It's honestly, root, root for a girl's dream is cute. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going to you're going to see men play base. You're not even going to the women's games. I know, but I'm going to show my support for the women who couldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all such a mess. I mean, the whole thing is a mess. This like narrative, right? Is we're trying to sell Cracker Jacks, but through this, right? Okay, we're going to mm-hmm. give two hundred thousand dollars to the Women's Sports Foundation. We love it. We're probably going to give Normani way more than two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> what I was just going to say. Normani is getting a cool half a million for this or something crazy like that. Do you know what I mean? Although we pay women more, you know? Root, root, root for the girl's dream. And the girl who's dreaming here is Normani. She's dreaming of like a new whatever she's buying. A new house. This. Yeah. <laughs> a new house. Paid partnership with Frito-Lay. Hashtag ad. When an opportunity comes in to help elevate and support young women, I am all in. Heart. Please donate to at Women's Sports Foundation at CrackerJill.com and receive a bag of Cracker Jill as a thank you for supporting women across the board in sports. Did you donate? Thanks to Frito. I did. I donated because, um, number one, I support women in sports. And number two, I really wanted a bag of Cracker Jill. We're never getting an album. Robert, thank you for supporting Cracker Jill and the Women's Sports Foundation. We anticipate that the bag will be shipped in approximately three to four weeks. <laughs> You're never getting that bag and we're never getting an album. Timmy still thinks that the album is coming. Timmy says that she's done a bunch of Spawn and Press lately. Timmy, wait by the door. Wait by the door. <laughs> Play ball. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, my email has been absolutely flooded with emails from Kava, like the Mediterranean fast casual restaurant, um, asking me to come in and get the Emma Chamberlain bowl. Um, it's called the Fire Bowl. The email says that Emma Chamberlain knows the internet, knows fashion, and really knows spicy hummus. Um, basically what I'm getting to is, can you tell me which one is vemier, the Emma Chamberlain Fire Bowl from Kava, or the Charlie D'Amelio Duncan drink, the Charlie. 
I feel like I already know the answer, but I just sort of need confirmation so that I can sleep properly at night again. All right. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Kim Tebow, lesbian. Duncan wins. Duncan is demier than Kava, and I think that's no, all you true. need. true. Kava's very like Midtown Manhattan lunch. And I already knew that Emma mm-hmm. Chamberlain had a bowl because I saw Seinfeld on the way to my therapist, which is the most Midtown vibe you can get. Midtown is back. I walked through Midtown a couple of days ago and it was back. Walking down Madison Ave, advertisements for bowls. There was a line out the door at Just Salad. I told Lindsay this already, yeah. but I couldn't believe it. It's bowl season, baby. Like time to <laughs> dig in. And this is one of them. Kava, it's like Mediterranean. Emma, Ch- Emma Chamberlain, who loves spicy hummus. I mean, she sells her own coffee pretty successfully. So I'm not surprised that like the oh. food offers are rolling in. But it is funny to... I was cracking up and sending this photo of her posing with the bowl because it's really hard to pose with a bowl of food, you know, like sexily. So what they did was they put the It's bowl, a funny photo. They put the bowl on the table but raised it up like it's on its like tippy toes so you can see in mm-hmm. the bowl, which clearly none mm-hmm. of this food is actually food. It's all like copy and pasted stuck with like It has to be food. There are laws about that. It's food. Yeah, but it's definitely food with like glue. It's been like glued into place like <laughs> delicately. And then you just have her beautiful face next to the bowl. Like as if it's not even food. It's just an item. I made a bowl with kava. I've been eating kava spicy hummus for years now. And we are BFFs. Swipe to see our first interaction. Lol. We made a bowl together called Emma's Fire Bowl. And it has all my favorite ingredients. Like spicy hummus, falafel, feta, veggies, and more yummy stuff. I do think years ago, which is the most genius thing you can do as a young influencer, she said at Kava, I literally love your spicy hummus. I ate an entire tub in one sitting. Like, I, she she primed this, which is why the Charlie D'Amelio comparison is apt, because Charlie D'Amelio was doing Duncan Spawn before she even had a deal. She was just loving Duncan and not getting paid mm-hmm. for it and having it as a brand, which arguably I do as well, but you don't see me with a drink. I mean, I'm drinking it every day, <laughs> but I'm, I don't have my own drink. I've never had Kava brand hummus. I assume it's good. All hummus is good. That's the thing about hummus. It's fucking ground up chickpeas. It's going to be delicious. Kava's a go-to in terms of like the, you know, food desert that is Midtown Manhattan. Just kidding. Is there a Kava in Brooklyn? Yeah, there's one in Brooklyn Heights. You know where the Shake Shack is in Brooklyn Heights downtown? Yeah. You know that line of restaurants that's kind of next to the Shake Shack? Yeah. It's in there. It's there? Yeah. Kava, there it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, Emma Chamberlain had a boyfriend reveal at the Vanity Fair party? That's so exciting. Yeah, his name is like, his name is really funny. He has a stage name and it's Wait, the funniest thing I've ever heard. his name is Tucker Pillsbury and his yeah. stage name is Role Model? Role Model, yeah. Both of them are really good. Tucker Pillsbury. <laughs> Wait, imagine your name, your birth name is Tucker Pillsbury, but you go by Role Model. <laughs> I was checking to see if he was related to like the Pillsburys, but he's not. Is he good? Is his music good? We can play some here. Okay. His first album comes out today as you're listening to what? it. It's called It's called RX. Yeah. Holding tight, this ain't happen overnight. It's cold tonight, so you sleeping over right. Texting me, told you come have sex with me. Respectfully, think about you sexually. Yes. I like Emma Chamberlain. I do. I just, I feel like she has some sort of an air of integrity that I don't, you don't see amongst other influencers. And I'm not quite sure why that is. She's very earnest with her craft and I'm surprised that it's still, it holds up. I don't really get it. Trust me. I don't get it at all. And I'm reading the agenda for the vegan summit in Los Angeles. The women, sorry, the vegan women's summit. And one of the top speakers is Maggie Baird. And I was like, who is that? And it turns out that Billie Eilish's mom. 
So I guess she's a who. We don't know her name. We know her as that. Um, and then I'm reading the rest of the agenda. And it looks like there's just a bunch of other people, including Emily Deschanel. And it looks like the keynote interview is Alicia Silverstone. So if you can get your hands on the Vegan Women's Summit Los Angeles agenda, I'd love for you to who to them some of these speakers. Because I'm Googling them like crazy. And I'm not going, but um, I am currently writing up a influencer takeover brief for it. So anyways, uh, me and Greece. Is there a question here? <laughs> Was it just talk about Billie Eilish's mom, Maggie Baird, who is Can you speaking phrase this as a question? <laughs> the, women, the Vegan Women's Summit. Meet some of the biggest voices in the industry. And the industry is women in veganism, I guess. That's what the website says. Meet some of the biggest voices in the industry. Um, Bobby... Uh, women can be vegans too. It's actually <laughs> disgusting that you don't think women can be vegans. Women don't belong in slaughterhouses. It's like you don't think women can play baseball and yet Normani is out here singing, take me to the ball game. Women can enjoy plant-based <laughs> protein so that they can successfully play baseball. Um, yeah, the greatest female baseball players all are vegan. Just ask Billie Eilish's mom, Maggie Baird, who is the founder of Support and Feed. It's actually, like, not even that funny. It's, like, Maggie started foundation that helps feed healthcare workers vegan meals because it's, like, mm -hmm. her cause is veganism but also, like, helping and also food security and all of that. So, like, she started this foundation that she works on. Phineas is Support on the board. I read through all of it. It seems great. It seems like a good project for her as well as her family. And she's attending this vegan women's summit, which is honestly kind of like, here are the brands that we're having at this. It's a very much like a brand forward lifestyle food yeah. vibe thing. Exactly. Alicia Silverstone is the Alicia. Sorry. Alicia Silverstone is the keynote. Is it Alicia? I thought it was Alicia. No, remember we like... We were wrong. I said it was Alicia, oh, but it Alicia. is Alicia. Okay. I was wrong because I misinterpreted what she was trying to oh, use as a piece of Alicia, clarity. Oh, people say Alicia, but it is Alicia. People say Alicia, the originator of the That's Not My Name challenge. I do think it's cute that Maggie Baird is on a panel called Climate Generation, How Gen Z Will Save the World. It's like she's talking about her kids. Like she's going on a, she's going on a panel to brag about her kids, which is cute. <laughs> and one of the people on the panel whose name is Genesis Butler yeah. is a Gen Zer, oh, is okay, a Gen cool. Z okay, cool. vegan activist. Got it, yes. got it, got it. Okay. Cool. And then the only other people, so this person called in and said, you know, let's go through this assortment of women who were at the Vegan Women Conference in LA, the Vegan Women Summit, which is a full day of speakers, panels, chats, and food. I bet the food is really good, honestly. Uh, but there really aren't that many notable who's here. These are these are people who are in the vegan industry, in the vegan food industry. Like, they're not celebrities at all. The only celebrities who popped up, as the caller said, are Emily Deschanel, Alicia Silverstone, and Maggie Baird. No okay, wait, one else here is notable. I did something. I did something. Huh. I googled the most famous vegan. I would love for okay. you to guess what the top... At, uh, they're all kind of celebrities, so I think you could get it. Um, Moby... You got ding, ding, ding. Oh, Alicia Silverstone is definitely got up it. there because she's, that's one of the first she's people number I think two. Of. This is not ranked, but let's just pretend it is. Like Google is going to giving me. You know oh, like a, what? Like you, the like, like a, a carousel of people? Yes. Or okay. Something? So Alicia is number two. Who's number one? I know you can get this. Oh my God. It's not Moby. No, Moby's number four. Um, 
Tabitha Brown is a vegan. Um, you mentioned, is Emily Deschanel in there? Emily's number five. Number one is somebody who has definitely talked about his veganism before, uh, but otherwise is kind of like private about his What life. industry? What kind of celebrity? He's an actor and he's kind of a moody guy. And oh, you know who's a vegan? Fucking Joaquin Phoenix is a vegan. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. He's number, number one. one? Number one. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number wow. Three, I don't see my number I, one is Moby. I don't think you're, I don't think you're going to get number, well, Moby opened a vegan restaurant. I think it's like kind of uh-huh. like that's yeah. number yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get it. It's Woody Harrelson, which is interesting. Oh, I didn't know he was a vegan. After was a vegan. Emily Deschanel, who's number five comes Olivia Wilde, then Portia de Rossi. Oh, I didn't know she was vegan. Ellen DeGeneres, Erica oh, Badu, sense. Casey Affleck, who I did not know, like was known for being a vegan. And then you have further down the line, Morrissey makes sense. Uh, Is Jason Rooney Mara a vegan? Is she on not, the list? Not on this list. Because I think they're both vegans. Remember her whole thing where she's like, she's like has very specific eating habits. That's why it was like, I ate the whole pie. I never had hot, had pie before in yes, Ghost yes, Story. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You know who's okay. on this list who I don't think is a vegan? I'm tr- really not trying to be who? rude. Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle is on the Google list of famous vegans. Yeah. <laughs> She switches between being a vegan, a vegetarian, and omni diet so much that it's difficult for people to keep track. Okay, rude. She's on <laughs> a list count. called. Wait, that doesn't a... count. Wait, literally, she's on a list called X Vegans. <laughs> this website, X Vegans. Okay, now I want you to guess other. Now I want you to guess people who have given up veganism. Number one, Beyonce. Do you remember when Beyonce was like, "I'm a vegan, never mind." They did like a challenge, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Okay, we're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're done." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people who went vegan and then took it back. Oh God, I I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. That's impossible. No, I know that's stupid. I'm not gonna make you do this. But I just thought it was funny that I I was like, mm, I'm sus about Leah Michelle, and then literally clicked it. It was like Leah Michelle is not a vegan. <laughs> when it comes to Leah Michelle, always do one more Google for always. sure. Always. Well, she can't. So I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. They allow speech to text now. She can do speech to text. <sighs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Leah Michelle holding up her phone and going. Hey, Siri, show me some vegan recipes and then read them to me aloud. (laughs) Do you ever use Hey, Siri? I never use it. Constantly. Our friend Franny uses it a lot. She'll always be like, hey, Siri, how old is Joaquin Phoenix? Like, just like yelling (laughs) at the phone. Like, she uses it. How old is Joaquin Phoenix? 50? Is he 50 yet? I don't know. I'm not. I I can't ask Siri. I'm on the phone with you. She's severed. That that just that just reminded me of when you mentioned um, facialists because of no uh, service ninety five. Did you read service ninety five this morning? No. Or at least did you see the headline? No. What was Uh, it? The headline was the Jewish comedian taking on anti semitism, and then you click it. But Duo's opening is about yoga poses that keep me grounded. (laughs) Stop! 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 Okay. Stop. Wait, it's a list of yoga poses. Number one, number one, downward facing dog. Number two, pigeon pose. Number three, simple spine twist. Number four, happy baby. Number five, headstand. I mean, I just can't believe that if this is supposed to like make me think a different way about Dua Lipa, like they're doing the opposite. Oh my God. This is actually a perfect segue. Speaking of non-vegans. Hey guys, I just clicked on a link of um, that said Paula Patton ruined my day. And it is a, a TikTok of a woman commenting on her making fried chicken. And it is possibly the funniest video I've seen in months. 
and the chicken is pink at the end. Anyway, please watch it and discuss, and what the hell is this recipe? All right, crunch, crunch. So people were being rude to Paul Patton a few days ago, and I was like, ugh, why? Like this is so rude. Why is everyone always rude to Paul Patton? And they were making fun of her fried chicken video, and I said, there's no way it's as bad as people are saying. And then you watch Paul Patton make fried chicken on TikTok, and it's the worst video I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. And I also felt like it's not even my place to be like this fried chicken. Like I don't know how to make fried chicken. You're not from it's the not south. Like, right. No, it's not, I'm not from the south. It's not part of my heritage or family. Or we, there's no recipe that's been handed down to me mm-hmm. to make fried chicken. So mm-hmm. I'm not even. But then when I watch her do it, I'm like, oh no, she's about to get. <laughs> it's hard to talk about this without being accused of being a little hyperbolic. But like, it really is as upsetting as everyone is saying that it is. That is one of the reasons that this went viral. But I think the main reason this went viral is because a track star, Olympic medalist, Ashley Spencer has a pretty popular TikTok account, popular-ish TikTok account. And she posted a reaction video to her watching Paula Patton make this honestly, objectively disgusting fried chicken. And the way that she does it is she like washes it all off first. Then she just dredges it in seasonless flour and then shallow fries it and then sprinkles the seasoning into the oil. And by the time it's done, it's not even cooked all the way through. The chicken looks fully pink. It is upsetting start to finish, top to bottom. Ashley Spencer is entirely right about everything. Okay. Into a Ziploc bag and you start our batches. So where's the, where's the seasoning? Not too much, so it coats it. Did you not, and are you gonna- like, move it around. Are you gonna season it? Okay. Oh, it's bad vibes. Frying chicken is one of those things where it's like, even if you don't fry chicken well, like fried chicken is good. If the the fried chicken is cooked all the way through and crunchy, like it's going to be acceptable. It might not be amazing because, you know, amazing fried chicken is few and far between, but like, I'll take it. I wouldn't take this fried chicken. I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat it. I would be polite to Paula. I would say, thank you for having me over, Paula. You know, I'll take whatever. Sure, I'll have a seltzer. Whatever you have in the fridge, I'll have. I don't care. I'm just here to hang with you, my friend Paula Patton, and like, what's new in your life? When am I going to be mad? And then I'm going to look at this chicken. I'm going to be like, hold on. It could, can we put it in the microwave for another 10 or something? <laughs> the thing about Paula Patton's fried chicken is that microwaving would probably improve it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Listen, so Paula goes on Instagram the next day and releases this video, which is just like, there's something very classic Paula Patton about this video. Just like, listen to it. It's very like Paula on another planet Patton. Hi, everyone. How you guys doing out there? So I'm in Mexico with my son and, um, and we're out here anyways. And um, I woke up and then people were like, Did you see on Instagram and, and TikTok and Twitter, they're talking about the way you fry chicken. I was like, oh no, what? Um, but that's okay. I just wanted to respond and say, listen, I get it. It might look crazy. It is the way we do it. My mom taught me, it is my mom's recipe. I do believe in washing the chicken and maybe the way the video was edited, it looks like I don't wash it long enough, but I definitely do because I feed it to my son. I feel bad because I feel like people were having fun and a good time. And then it's like, of course, the P- Paula has to respond and be like, that's just how I do it. It sucks. It's like mom. your mom's recipe is bad. Like, oh. I don't know. Just because a recipe is passed down generation doesn't mean it's good. It just means it's old. <laughs> There are plenty you know? of things that, like, I think every family has, like, a family recipe that, like, younger generations are like, I never want to eat this again. Yes, and those those are meant to die. Just because your mom made it for you doesn't mean it's good and doesn't mean you need to pass it down or give it away. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's something very sweet about this. But Paula Patton's mom's fried chicken recipe should die along with the chicken that made it. <laughs> okay. I, I, mean, I mean, it's a bad recipe. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Medium time, constantly. Does Piers Morgan know who Cheers Morgan is? This call is dumb. Crunch, crunch. So many people were mad at us for not, we kept saying cheers, Morgan, but not like <laughs> noticing that it was literally like Piers Morgan. I know. I felt so stupid because I listened to the episodes even after edit. Like I don't and just listen like, to like, so and I was like, funny. as I was listening to it, I was like, I, I edited that episode and I didn't notice. And it wasn't until I was listening to it hours later that like, this is so <laughs> stupid of us. Does Piers Morgan know who Cheers Morgan is? One, two, three. No. 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 And thank God for her. You don't want Piers Morgan to know you. No. No. Yes. John Totoro, Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, who to them, they all have the same billing on Severance. And I think they're all who's or them's. I can't tell. So I'm calling you. Uh, Anmanent down Maine. I am excited for this. Severance is such a good show. I mean, it's such a delight. And tonight's the finale. When, actually, you're hearing this tomorrow, which is means the finale's already aired, so you already know yeah. what's happening. What, what is happened? the person asking? I what, what did they ask? Well, they they, they specifically they didn't even bring up the other people. They didn't bring up Britt Lauer. They didn't bring up um, oh, Adam Scott. Fine. We're leaving Zach Cherry out. We're leaving Tramel Tillman out. We're leaving all these other people out, the sister and all that. Okay. We're only talking about John Turturro, Christopher Walken, and Patty Arquette. Patty Arquette's been a presence in this podcast lately. I don't know how, <laughs> um, but amazing. she has been. She's great. I think that this is easy. Who to them? I think it goes John, Patty, Christopher. I agree. Because John is more of, an, not under the radar, but he's more of an actor's actor. He is mm -hmm. a... Like the true heads knew, and then I think he had a little bit of a resurgence relatively recently with like being in like good TV because he was mm -hmm. when I know that not a lot of people watch this show, but um, the show with Riz and him uh, the night before, the night after, mm -hmm. the night the during, night before, great show. But hit, but his performance was like incredible, and people talked about that, and that got him a little boosty boost. I thought yes, for sure. And now being in this. <sighs> He's so good. Uh, so I, but I, but I think Christopher Walken is like old Hollywood A-lister legend, and also the impression of him is like, you know, canon. Doing an impression of Christopher Walken is canon. Yes. Patty's up there. I'm trying to find Patty's tweets that I was loving a few days ago. She's an activist. I love that she's like in her bio. She's like, I'm an actor and activist. Which is I'm an activist. The most famous part about Patty's Oscar speech was when Meryl pointed at her and was like, Yes, yes. Wasn't that Patty's speech? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not, not you saying the most famous, the most notable part about Patricia Arquette's Oscar-winning speech was when Meryl posted, like, pointed at her and said, "Yes, yes." Pat Patricia Arquette was like, "Equal pay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Cracker Jill," and then Meryl Streep was like, <laughs> "Yes, Cracker Jill, Cracker Jill." Like that's what that's take what her that out to the ball game. Uh, <laughs> who's also who? There's someone right next to Meryl in that. Wait, it's like there's also there's someone really famous next to Meryl who's like, ah! oh, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is sitting next to Meryl Streep at those Oscars. And when Meryl is like, You're Cracker Jill, me. Cracker Jill, Jennifer Lopez me. is just screaming. Stop it's so Cracker funny. Jill. Cracker Jill. Patty Arquette tweeted something so funny. Let me find it. I don't want to know about Wordle. No more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the best. That was the best tweet. 
Someone responded to her, have you heard of Hurdle? It's like Wordle, but for music. I do two things each day to distract me from the fires burning around us. And Patty responds to this person goes, please no. <laughs> no. no. Please no. I don't want to know about Wordle. No more stuff. No more stuff. Patty Arquette. Honestly, no more no stuff, more is, stuff is the most legendary thing this woman has ever done written no more stuff what's really funny and i'm just realizing now is that okay so no more stuff is her most iconic tweet we've decided that that's canon but her most iconic line from boyhood is completely antithetical to that i just thought there'd be more no more stuff versus i just thought there'd be more i just thought there would be more oh stop no more she's stuff. so good okay fine well she's, she's my good. number one but she technically is number two in this rank she's number two because christopher walken is the voice you can't like do an impression of patricia arquette's voice i'm well, sorry I just, we just tried <laughs> she is doing a voice though in this show like she's she's mm -hmm. she's doing some of her best work in this show i i'm i will i can i'm claiming yeah. it i really hate to end we're gonna end this podcast but we're gonna end it on a high note and the high note is someone just tweeted this headline from people.com at us. And I'm just going to read it. Okay. People.com. Vanessa Hudgens says she speaks to spirits. Quote, <laughs> something that I have the ability to do. Okay. Tyler Henry and over here. Can you okay. guess? Can you guess where this quote is from? She gave this on an interview. Like which on television. outlet or something? Yeah. Who, which talk show host did she tell this to? Did she say, I speak to ghosts? Kelly Clarkson. Yep. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. I remember getting ready for school when I was eight years old and there was, you know, those duck toys you pull at the string. There was one of those in the dining room table and I started walking and it just started going alongside me. <laughs> That's great. Let's end on that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619 Who Then Believe questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and assisting. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentaries, and more. Have a good weekend and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. Hi, medium time, maybe like second time. I'm a middle school teacher. Something insane happened at work that you need to know about. So I work in a middle school. We're having spirit week. So like every day the kids get to dress up. You know, spirit week works like pajama day, whatever. And one of the days is like dress up like, I don't know what we called it, but dress up like a character from a show or a movie or whatever. Anyway, we're announcing all the stuff, like, hey, get excited, you get to dress up next week, and this is a big school meeting, and we're like, okay, like, who wants to share what day they're most excited about next week and why? And I swear, a child raised their hand and said, I am most excited for Dress Like a Character Day because I'm going to dress up like Paul Dano. I don't know what this means for him. I don't know what this means for the world. But anyway, just thought you had to know. Crunch, crunch. So I just <laughs> listened to your Tuesday show. And you're talking about uh, Victoria Beckham or whatever. And no, you weren't.
You weren't talking about her. I'm going to call back. Hi, sorry. It's me. I, um... I can't do this. The fact that Lindsay couldn't think of Shay Mitchell's name but knew that she said baby's name is Atlas. Like, what? Five things you need to know about Andrew Garfield's new girlfriend, Lindsay Weber. One, Weber has hosted the podcast two weekly since 2016. Two, Weber has been mistaken in the past with film producer Lindsay Weber, who is, quote, smartly not online. Three, listeners have referred to Weber as Lindsay Embezzler, although Weber has not admitted to or been convicted of this crime. Four, Weber has expressed admiration in the past for celebrity significant others who have both, quote, beauty and brain. Five, prior to dating Garfield, Weber stated that, quote, I don't really have a thing for him, brackets Garfield, but sure, whatever. Crunch, crunch. Addison is coming. Crunch, crunch. <laughs>